to throw, looking left, looking right, pumps, runs out to the left, throws on the run, Lamb at the seven, and strolls in, walks all the dogs, touchdown Lamb, but there's a flag. A very earnest conversation between the referee. Yeah, this make it, I think this make it. There is no foul on the play. There we go. We need to have a talk. We need to have a serious talk on this. We're going to call it. <laughs> a double header Monday night Monday morning football day mm. well ladies and gentlemen as I was assessing some games and watching games and I ain't really had to really be glued to just one game cause my team don't play until today I was peeping some stuff I was watching Paying attention. I've noticed some things. Um, I've noticed it was it was very surprising, uh, very shocking uh, turn of events for certain teams. As I was talking yesterday for football Sunday, playoff implications have changed. I think some of the picks I made. Ew, yeah. Well, it's to be expected. <laughs> you can't get shit right picking on these NFL games. You never know what happens. Seems to bite bite me every time. But it's cool, though. Because we got a lot to talk about. We got to talk about that Eagles and Cowboys game. We got to talk about a little injury scare with the Texans and C.J. Stroud. Um, we got to talk about this weird game between the Vikings and Raiders. The 49ers handling business again. And the call that's being talked about all over the world. And the Chiefs and Bills game. What is going on, people? What is going on? I don't know. But I do know. You know who it is. <laughs> it's your boy Dubs in the building. This is that 48th episode of The Analyst. Yeah. Uh, check me out. Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook, at Dubs in the Building. It's my like page. TikTok, Dubs in the Building 24, Young Dubs 26 on Snapchat. Um. Mm. How do I assess these Sunday games? Because, like I said, I needed certain teams to lose. I picked certain games. Didn't come out like I thought. Some of them. Some of them came out of nail biters. Some of them, you can kind of tell. The game was kind of decisive and over early. Because you could just tell by energy. You could tell by energy that, uh, it just looks, it looked obvious. Look real obvious. Um, uh, 
me let me let me say something about some of these games, right? It's crazy enough when you see a Thursday night game, you see the Patriots beat the Steelers and upset. Ain't nobody pick the Patriots except for people that live in that area. Let's keep it funky. Um, those are like the type of things you just be like. It's like you're confused because you be like, all right, you're in the playoff hunt. You shouldn't lose to a team that only got two wins. Uh, whatever, but then you kind of just scratch your head because you're like, well, your offense been anemic all season, so are we really surprised? But then you see some stuff where you're, like, in the thick. I'm talking about, like, you're really, like, within that, that upper echelon because you're now, you're not just any team no more. You're not just... Oh man, you're this team. We ain't, we don't really, really expect nothing from you. You're in there as like either the three seed or the four seed, and and they talk about this all season. Like who's the third best team in the NFC? Who's this team? Is it the Cowboys? Is it the Lions? And and I'm getting into it, sitting there thinking, and I'm sitting there just like. The Lions did it again. Um, uh, if you want to talk upsets, is this really an is like like is it up is it an upset or are you upset that the Lions keep doing some doing something that they ain't supposed to be doing? The Detroit Lions lost to the Chicago Bears yesterday on the road, 28-13. The Bears came into this game with four wins. They were 4-8. and eight. Lions were riding high 9-3. I mentioned they were prolific offense. When they hot, you could tell. It's a hard team to mess with. But what did I mention yesterday? What did I mention yesterday? As an Achilles heel for the Detroit Lions. I said... If that offense is struggling and they're not off to a hot start, that defense don't match it. They technically just play. Uh, they don't play so high. Like, you don't see them. Like, you could tell, like, you've seen certain games with the Steelers. The offense be struggling bad, but that defense just wakes up and they just start really bringing the heat, bringing the blitz. They turn that defense up. You can say that about um, the Chiefs. Uh, they had certain games this season where their offense was looking, eh, yeah. And then their defense just wakes up. Chris Jones wakes up. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like Sneed and those guys, Nick Bolton. When they wake up, you could just tell, like, they could just take over the game even when their offense can't. The Detroit Lions... Yesterday, went into Soldier Field and put on a terrible performance. Now let's let's put it into perspective. Detroit Lions came into this game. I think they were tied as the number three seed, so they'd be like the four seed right now. All they have to do is handle business, right? They play in the Chicago Bears, 
who are really not playing for nothing. They're playing for, you know, first-round draft pick. They're playing for the number one draft pick. Right now, I think the Patriots got it. And the Patriots or the Cardinals got the number one seed. I want to say the Cardinals have the number one right now. Bears are not supposed to be winning any of these games because they're supposed to be buying for, well, if we got two first-round picks, we got if we get the number one and number five, we get Marvin Harrison, Caleb Williams. Yesterday, the Bears did not play like they was trying to buy for a top five draft position. They wasn't playing like, oh, the season over, even though we still got a couple games left. Let's just kind of just, you know, put the other guy in, the backup guy who was replacing Justin Fields. Let's, this is not play so tough. Chicago Bears came in the game. They played like they was a 9-3 team, and the Lions played like they was the 4-8 team. That's what that looked like. And uh, that's that's uh, deflating to see because those type of games that you see from the Lions, you're going to constantly keep seeing it out the random. Like when they got smacked by the Ravens in Baltimore and that game was over, as soon as the kickoff, hit and Lamar and them ran drove down the field every time scoring 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 running the ball throwing the ball and the Lions ain't even get off uh to any type of rhythm or anything I think it was until like late in that third quarter fourth quarter and the game was basically over at that point Detroit Lions only time they really got off and you could tell it oh okay they might, they might win this game, you know. They just start slow. It's all right. It was 10-0 in the first quarter. Chicago had them up. And then Detroit scored 13 unanswered points in that second quarter. So, you're like, all right, 13-10 and a half. All right, cool. Lions should be all right. It's just the Bears. They're just hot right now. All right, cool. The whole second half, the Lions didn't score nothing. Nothing. The Bears scored 18. Nine in both quarters, third and fourth quarter. So it must have been field goals they were kicking. Which is cool. Um, or they scored a touchdown and missed the extra point, I guess. Justin Fields was 19 and 33, 20, 23 yards, 6.8 yards of pass, one touchdown, got sacked three times, 65.3 QBR, 88.3 passer rating. He ran it 12 times for 58 yards. And a touchdown. So he ran it and threw it for a touchdown. They Justin Fields been hearing all the talk, called the negative criticism he's been getting about his play, his winning record with the Bears, and they just like ah, he's not. We're not sure if he's like gonna be a franchise quarterback for anybody else. He might just, he might not be ready for that. Justin Fields at times in certain games he's put on performances that will make other teams that need a quarterback and they can't draft a quarterback high because they might see certain quarterbacks get drafted early. They make these teams like, you know what? He already has experience, though. Why can't we go after him? If the Bears don't want him, they want to draft a quarterback within the top 10. Why can't we have Justin Fields then? Justin Fields not trying to be a backup to the new guy that comes in. No, he... I guarantee you, if you ask him right now, would you want to be a back? He's going to be like, hell no. That's not happening. This is my team. You, f They can figure that out some other ways and stuff. 
Justin Fields, I heard on ESPN, Rex Ryan said something dope. If I'm Bill Belichick, I'm trading that first-round pick, which could be a number two pick. Number two or number three, maybe number one. I'll trade to get Justin Fields. Now, it sounds great if he goes to the Patriots because they need that and stuff, and they could just leverage and just start getting receivers. And they already got kind of running game, and the Stevenson will have to come back next year. And then you got, if they bring Zeke back, they could get some weapons and help Justin Fields out in that New England offense, right? What if he goes to the Vikings? Now, I'm not saying the Bears would be dumb to trade Justin Fields to the Vikings. You can't trade him within the division unless the Vikings were like, hey, man, we desperate. We need a quarterback. We don't know if Kirk comes back. Um, let, me, let me tell you something. Um... Wherever Justin Fields gets traded, wherever he gets traded, um, they getting a guy that's going to be so hungry. He's going to be out of a bad organization, a bad team. He's going to put up numbers. He could go to the Falcons. You know how you know how that fan base will go. You already got a defense. You got a running game. You, the receivers are there. Is this the quarterback playing at the greatest? Imagine he went to the, bet, the Falcons. Just saying. The Lions, let me tell you something. I don't know what's going on with the Detroit Lions. They got to figure it out. They got to get it straight. Lose to the Seahawks. You lost to the Ravens. You got punished. You lose to the Packers on Thanksgiving in your stadium. Terrible. You lose to the Bears. You play the Broncos next. Broncos just won last week. What's the 16th? Monday? That's a Saturday game. You think the Broncos is going to just be worried about the Lions? Like, oh, man, it's the hot team. They might. Uh-uh. And y'all at home, too? Inside. Russell Wilson used to cook and cook. <sighs> Lions better figure this, figure it out. They can be sliding. Right now, look who's like right behind them. Vikings are in the playoffs. Picture right now. Chicago, the Green Bay Packers are in the playoff picture right now. Packers win tonight. They're two games back of the Detroit Lions. Two games back or a game and a half back because they'll be seven and six and the lions are nine and four two games packers win tonight let's say the lions lose again packers win again vikings win again now both teams are one game behind the lions panic get it together detroit if you don't figure it out you'll be on the outside looking at what a game I watched yesterday between the Rams and the, Ra- and the Ravens. That was a tremendous game right there. That was, like, classic. Now, I wish this was, like, that old 
Because I remember seeing him before when it was like Jared Goff was with the, with the, with the Rams. They had Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Ty Gurley, and you facing that Ravens team. It was a high-scoring game, and I think the Ravens pulled it out just barely and stuff. This was a very good game. Like, Matt Stafford was putting on a master class. He was playing great. 23 of 41, 294 yards, three touchdowns. He got sacked twice, a 73.4 QBR, 103.1 passer rate. Lamar Jackson was 24 of 43, 316 yards, 7.3 yards a pass, three touchdowns. He did throw a pick. He got sacked twice, 70.4 QBR, 92.8 passer rate. Both guys played outstanding yesterday. Really wasn't, really wasn't much defense, honestly. It really wasn't. Like, Kyron Williams had 25 carries, 114 yards. Ravens ran it as a team, 26 times, 139 yards. It was it was so close. Both teams had the ball in OT. Like, the Ravens got it first. They punted. Rams got it. Punted. It wasn't until a kickoff return... That was taken all the way back by Tylen Wallace, who was just coming in as the backup for Devin DuVernay, ran his 76 yards, broke two tackles, and won the game for the Ravens as they beat the Los Angeles Rams 37-31. That was a great game to watch. Cooper Cup balled out, 8 receptions, 115 yards. Odell was getting some key catches, four receptions, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, it was 24 yards to catch. Zay Flowers had that one nice touchdown grab, six receptions, 60 yards, 10 yards to catch. This was a great game to watch. If you ain't, if you ain't care for defense, those two teams, the way they played, they was playing like this was a playoff game. As the Ravens now are 10-3, they lead the AFC for at the moment. Because of record, Rams are 67. They still in the the playoff hunt. They still close. They got some tough stretch going on, but Ravens, that was a great game. The team I picked to win yesterday handled business at home. As the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Indianapolis Colts 34-14, Jake Browning had 20-74 yards, two TDs, one INT. Gardner Minshew, mm. I mean, it wasn't like he was trying. He, he was, like, pushing the ball down the field. 26-39, 240 yards, one touchdown, one INT, three sacks, 58.8 QBR, 81.1 QBR, a passer rate. The running game really wasn't there for the Colts. They were struggling. Um, it's just uh, the Bengals wanted more. The Bengals, like I was saying yesterday on the podcast, if you listen, the Bengals play like their playoff hope is not over. They still have time. That's what people have to understand. When you play a team that's like everybody's doubting or saying like, oh, man, this might be over for them. They lost their quarterback, the franchise, the season's over. Let's just pack our bags. Keep it moving. Move to the next season. Let's get it here as fast as possible. But let's play competitive, but let's – yeah, our playoffs ain't going to happen for us. The Bengals are not playing like that. That defense said we're not doing that. The offense said that's not going to happen. That was a great game. 
both teams are seven and six now. Ooh, it's like this playoff picture is heating up in the AFC. Two teams, they really trying to get in. Just like even the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cleveland Browns as the Browns pulled off of another one. Beating the Jaguars 31-27. Both teams are 8-5 now. I mean, Joe Flacco thought he was back in Baltimore the way he was playing. 26-45, 311 yards, three TDs, one INT. He got sacked once, a 35.1 QBR. Uh, 92 um, passer rate. Trevor Lawrence is struggling. Play on that high ankle, high ankle sprain. Was it a good decision to play him? I mean, he got him three touchdowns, 28 of 50, though. 257 yards, but he threw three picks. He got sacked four times. 48.1 QBR, 65.2 pass rate. The running game couldn't get off the ground. Evan Ingram was the only bright spot. 11 receptions, 95 yards. Um, the, the Browns were, you know, distributing the ball very well. David Njoku had six receptions, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Mark Cooper had seven receptions, 77 yards. 11 yards a catch. Mm. This playoff pitcher in the AFC, when I tell you, like, this is, like, hot, hot. And ain't just like you see like this team, they might be able to get in. They can do that thing. Nah. There's a bunch of teams right now just like, yo, and another team. Just like the Bengals. The Browns could have packed their bags in. Like, let's move to the next season. Let's just play competitive. But there's no point um giving up. <sighs> Browns. There you go. There you go. Six and one at home. Imagine if they get a home if they make the playoffs and they got a home game. You, you imagine playing <laughs> Miles Garrett in that stadium. <laughs> good luck, Jamar. Good luck, like playing that team that's motivated. Lost Nick Chubb. Lost Deshaun Watson. You think you gonna go in there and get a W that easily? I don't know about that. Um. Mm, I'm telling you. Um. I love to see it. New Orleans Saints beat the Carolina Panthers twenty-eight to six. Ah, I hate it for Bryce Young. They zero and eight on the road. That's probably their last. Probably last road game because that's. That's eight right there. God. Ooh. Panthers beat the Texans 15-13. You want to talk about a stretch of this, this don't look right for y'all? They started the season 0-6 and won one game. And then the next seven games, <laughs> they lost. Oh. I feel for Bryce. I feel for him. Ain't nothing, nothing like if you look at their team stats, nothing looks good on their side. And they play the Falcons next, Panthers. No, they play the Falcons, Packers, Jags, and the Bucks. Jags is on the road. Oh, I don't see them getting any dubs in any of those games. Uh, I feel for them. 
It's a team that's just, they really in a full rebuild. Watch when next season comes. Watch how much changes happen. They probably get some offensive line help. Probably some younger guys at receiver. It's more ready for the moment. Saints got another one at 6-7. Right now they're leading the NFC South. Um, You know, the worst division in the league right now, but they're doing their thing, so. Hopefully they continue it because the Falcons and the Bucks are right, right behind them. They would say, "Hey, man, we want to win a division ourselves. Y'all ain't gonna be sitting there taking that." See how the time goes on. The New York Jets. Mm. They invited the Texans into their stadium. I say, "Hey, man, hey, man." Welcome, welcome to New York, man. You ain't never been over here. Welcome over here. You got great attractions, you know. You can see, you know, um, you can see so many nice stores in New York. You can take the train around everywhere and stuff. You can see nice people. You can see, uh, I'm trying to think of what that place is called. I can't think. I know it's like the Big Apple or whatever and stuff, even though they play in New Jersey. Yeah, so many things, I guess. But then, like you know, just like the weather, how it's, it could be brick cold and it's ugly. That's what that ass whooping was like that the Jets put on the Texans. They beat them thirty to six. Zach Wilson comes back. Been sitting out for like two games. Like, like, just say last year, I'm sitting there just like, why ain't just keep him in the game? Why ain't just keep him playing? Well, like, I just don't seem, I just, I scratch my head sometimes. Because when you see a guy who's been starting all year, and you listening to the media, you listening to them who have no say-so, don't know what's going on in these practices, you don't know what's being discussed, what the game plan is, or if something, certain guys are hurt. You listen to the media, and you telling me you bench Zach Wilson. You lose those two games. You lose to the Dolphins. I can't remember who the other team they lost. You lose those two key games, where it could have been actually debatable. I even said it when we played when the Dolphins played the Jets on Black Friday. I said I don't know, because the Jets bring defense. How are we gonna beat that? This game could be like. Like, we, we didn't score that many points, but no Zach Wilson, so the offense teed off, went off the boil, and we beat the Bricks out of them. Um, the Texans yesterday got, got attacked by a buzzsaw. They was not expecting the Jets to come out there so fired up. Now, I want you to understand, even if you look at the box score running, they had a lot of guys run the ball yesterday. But it wasn't impressive. They just they were trying something. Zach Wilson was the reason why they won that game. It wasn't it was Zach Wilson and that defense. Those two main factors. Um, 
I've said it on previous episodes. He was one of those guys I've talked about. As to you're the starting quarterback, you got a great defense, you not be the reason why your team lose. When you see this type of performance and he does this and the defense backs it, this is why the Jets shouldn't have never sat him. He was 27 to 36, 301 yards, 8.4 yards a pass, two touchdowns. He did get sacked four times. That O line is doo doo, so it's going to happen. 45.2 QBR, but 117.9 passer rate. They had no running game yesterday, but he was the reason why they won their game. They was pushing the ball downfield. Garrett Wilson, nine receptions, 108 yards. That's how you're supposed to play. Brees Hall had eight receptions, 86 yards. On top of running it 10 times for 40, he had over 100-some yards scrimmage. That's how you play. The defense woke up. They had five sacks on the day. Uh, they had six tackles for a loss. Um, they had ten pass defense. Um, like the Jets, they knew the, the Texans were a hot team coming in. They knew C.J. Stroud and their offense was prolific. Nothing happened in the first half. It was one of those games. I think it was one of two games where, like, nobody did nothing in that first half. It was, I don't know if it was just a filling out process or the defense was like, nah, ain't nobody doing nothing. That second half, 14 points in that third, 16 in that fourth. Jets woke up. They started seeing something. Now, nah, granted, CJ Stroud got hurt. Um, that, that's, a, that's a big blow. Especially um, how he was playing with his 3,631 yards, 20 touchdowns, five picks. He's in. He's right now. He's in concussion protocol. He got slammed pretty good on the play when he was in the pocket. Unfortunate. Texans can't. If I'm the Texans, don't rush him back. Because the way he was laying on the ground was not something you wanted to see. Because I was wondering what was going on. Because I was like, dang. I was like, why is... I mean, why is they playing so bad? And just looking from the highlights and how he hit the ground. Oh, yeah. He's going to have... That's a that's a bad concussion. Tua fell like that, but he wasn't shoved that hard where his hips hit the ground first and his head whipped back and smacked the ground. CJ might not be playing in the next game. And this is very crucial for the Texans going forward in these in this playoff hunt. They can't go forward without their best player. They can't. But they're going to have to. Davis Mills is going to have to step up. He's going to have to make plays, push the ball down the field. Um, they already had Tank Dell that's out for the season. He playing the Titans next, depending on how they play tonight. Uh, Titans might be a tough one to go into and, and play them because you got to play them twice. Then you play the Browns at home and then the Colts on the road. It's, it's going to be tough for these Texans if they want to make the playoffs. Um, but Davis Miller has to carry the load. 
I'll use David Singletary and Damian Pierce. I'll play both of them. Let them both split carries, take the pressure off Davis Mills, and see how the the, the dice roll. Because right now, it ain't looking so good for the Texans. Another game that ain't look so great. Vikings and Raiders. Not much to talk about in that game. Um, it was scoreless until the fourth quarter. Vikings got downfield. And they pulled off the win in Las Vegas. Three to nothing. Yeah, that's not, um, this is not the old 80s game where it's the the Bears versus the Vikings or it's not the um, Pittsburgh Steelers versus, um, let me see, uh, Buffalo Bills or something. Like, this was, like, one of those, like, mm. Nobody got nothing going. Like, if you, like, for both quarterbacks for the Vikings, because Josh Stop was benched in the third, neither him or Nick Mullins put up over 100 yards passing. Neither one. Dobbs was 63. Mullins was 80, at 83 yards. So nobody could do nothing. Josh Dobbs was sacked five times. 17.7 QBR, 50.8 passer rate. So he probably won't start next game. Probably be Nick Mullins. Who's been hurt most of the season. So that's why he ain't been playing. Aiden O'Connell. 21-32. 171 yards. No touchdown. He pick. Got sacked four times. 16.8 QBR. 66 passer rate. So quarterbacks were not a factor in the game. As a team for the Vikings, they ran it 30 times for 132 yards. Vegas a little bit different. 17 for 56. An ugly game. Vikings pulled it out. They won. A win is a win. I keep saying that. Even if you play a bad team and you win, oh well. Oh well. We won by the skin of our teeth. They play the next game. They on the road facing the Bengals. Another hungry team. Got two hungry teams fighting. 76 versus 76. Who wins? On Saturday. Then they play the Lions at home. Packers at home. Then the Lions on the road. Vikings has some crucial, crucial games these last four games. How will they fare if it's Nick Mullins starting? Not just Dobbs. Even though Dobbs was playing good when he first came in. He's been struggling the last couple games. Maybe Nick Mullins gives them something. Maybe a little spark. Hopefully. Hopefully. With Justin Jefferson being hurt and he had to be rushed to the hospital, he might be out for the rest of the season. So they might have to pull it out without their best player. But they had to win some games without him also. So we'll see how that goes. San Francisco 49ers handle business again. As they won their fifth straight versus the Seattle Seahawks, 28-16. I was watching this game. Brock Purdy is out here throwing dots. He was throwing dimes like 
um, Trent Dilfer used to say when he was on ESPN. Brock Purdy, if he keeps us up, because when him, Christian McCaffrey, Debo are all healthy, they're 17-0 as a trio. Insane. Insane number. 17-0. Brock Purdy only played in so many regular season games, right? He ain't count a playoff loss. When we're talking regular season. Rock Purdy was 19-27, 368 yards, 13.6 yards. The past two touchdowns, he did throw a pick. It's cool. Got sacked three times. He had a 66.1 QBR, 122.1 passer rate. He wasn't the only star for the day. Mm -mm, not for that 49ers offense. Christian McCaffrey had 16 carries, 145 yards, 9.1 yards, a run. He also had one reception, eight yards. Mm. Debo Samuel, one of my favorite receivers in the league because you got that running back that's playing receiver where he catches it out in the open. And all you hope if you're the opposing team when you see him in the open field is I hope if I reach for him or, or tackle him, I hope that I slow him up where someone else helps and I can get him to the ground. Because if I don't, he is that slippery and tough that he will break it and be gone. Seven for 149, 21.3 um, receptions, one touchdown. He also ran it once for a touchdown. So, yeah, two. Brandon IU, he is him, the man with the hands. Six receptions, 126 yards, 21 yards, a catch. Kittle, three receptions, 76 yards in the testing. 49ers, after their they pummeling beatdown of the Eagles last week, 42-19. This week, they're going to play the Seahawks, and they just had to make it known. This is our division. This is ours to take. If we want to be the number one team in the NFC, we're going to keep showing y'all, proving to y'all why we the best team. Not just in our conference, but in the whole entire NFL. I believe it from the 49ers. They are legit. That's a scary team to mess with. Mm. A game yesterday, yeah, a lot of controversy. The Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills did what they were supposed to because I felt like they had the better offense. The defense will match their offense. And the Chiefs' offense, their receivers, have always been in question throughout this season. The main reason, Kadarius Toney, on a crucial, crucial fourth down play, it might have been, no, nah, I don't think it was fourth down. It might have been like, Second down, maybe. Second or third down. I can't remember. He was lined up all sides with his toe on the line. Now, if you're watching the clips, if you're watching anything, if you whatever, all you got to do is look. 
you can go on ESPN, you can go on Twitter, you can find the clip where his he's lined up where you can't even see the the football. That's how you know he's offsides. Um Mm. And the reason me and everybody's talking about that all sides is because that man Travis Kelsey probably made like the player of the year. Catches the pass over the middle. He's running, running. Ain't nobody really getting to him. He figures he sees Kadarius Tony is like behind him. Not next not lined up close to him, not within route week in this toss. He sees that he's further back from him. So he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm already downfield. We need to win this game. We got to be 9-5 or 9-4. Can't lose. I'm going to throw it to Tony. He's open. Ain't nobody on him. Throws it to Tony. Tony runs in the end zone. The crowd goes crazy. Except for there's yellow laundry on the field. And they mentioned the offsides on Kadarius Tony. Patrick Mahomes is pissed. He's mad. It goes to a fourth down. Fourth and 15. Now they got to really figure out how the hell they're going to get this first. Now, I've seen at times in previous past, Chiefs have been behind that yard mark that far. They throw it to someone like Kelsey or they throw it to Tyreek. Someone gets the first or someone gets close, right? You got to go to your best players. And for some reason, this is the second time I've seen it. Because when they played, when they played, I think it was the Eagles. Yeah, when the Eagles went to KC and Marquez Valdez Scantley, he he dropped that pass, and so it was fourth and something. It was like a long yard mark. I think it was like fourth and twenty something. Kelsey really wasn't even involved, really in the play. Mahomes throws it to Watson. It goes through his hand. Game over. This time it's. Almost the same thing, except for he throws it to Kelsey, except for he overthrows him by too much, too high. He can't jump that high. And it's incomplete. Game over. As the Buffalo Bills are still in the playoff hunt as they beat the Kansas City Chiefs 20-17. Now, the significance of the Bills winning this game is they're still within that playoff run. They're still within the division. They're two and four on the road, seven and six right now. Right now, the Dolphins are nine and three. If they handle their business and they beat the Titans tonight, they'll be three games behind the Dolphins. The next game they play is against the Cowboys. They knew if they didn't beat the Chiefs, they'd be six and seven. And you play a hot Cowboys team that just beat the Seahawks and then beat. The Eagles on Sunday night that if they're that far behind and they go to six and eight, they're they, we already know they're out the playoffs. They're out. Dunzo. They'll be four games behind. Cause if the Dolphins beat the Titans and they beat the Jets at home, it's foregone conclusion. We, ain't, we don't gotta have discussions no more. Because there's only two games left. Dolphins win the AFC East. Now that the Bills win, let's say the Dolphins slip up. Now the Bills are just two games behind. They win next week. 
and they eight and six. Let's say the Dolphins lose to the Jets. Now they're nine and five. Now it's spicy because now if they lose to the Cowboys, Dolphins are nine and six. Bills win, they're nine and six. Now if the Dolphins lose to the Ravens, like I'm giving you scenarios. I'm giving you scenarios. I don't think it's gonna happen. The Cowboys game is gonna be tough to the decipher, the breakdown and stuff. Dolphins got walking the game healthy, but for the Bills, this was a great win for them. They are seven to six. They finally beat that rival. Finally beat that that team that's always gotten underneath their skins and beaten them. Um, let's beat them when it was important in the playoffs, divisional game. You know, they finally got them. No matter how ugly the game was, Chiefs got to fix that receiving. Receiving issue. Kelsey has six receptions, 83 yards. Receive Rice has seven receptions, 72 yards. After that, it's a drop-off. Josh Allen didn't specifically look for digs in this game. I mean, he was. He was trying to get it to him. But Sneed was on him. So he started looking other places. Cook had five receptions, 83 yards. He also had 10 rushes for 58 yards. So he was getting crucial carries, you know, over 100-some yards, total offense. Dawson Knox had three receptions, 36 yards. It's a drop-off after that because nobody really did nothing. It was more so it was just distribute the ball, don't do nothing crazy, don't don't, don't mess it up. Um, um, Bills needed that. Chiefs? Mm. Chiefs can't be having those type of games. They can't. They're stumbling because they're one game ahead of the Denver Broncos right now, who was 1-5 the starting season. Um, Chiefs next game, they play the Patriots on the road. Trap game, maybe? I and then they play the Raiders at home, Bengals at home, Chargers on the road. I don't know. Patriots game, they should be all right. They should be all right. That's 10 wins right there. They should be straight. No, nine wins. Sorry. Playing the Raiders is 10. Bengals, that's 50-50. Because if you get a motivated Bengals team, how are you going to beat them? Even if, even if it is Jake Brown and that quarterback. Then you playing the Chargers on the road? I don't know. I just know it's just the season and these games are starting to get more and more compelling. And you start seeing like, oh, maybe maybe this team got some chinks in their arm. That's all I'm saying. Maybe this team ain't looking so hot. Maybe teams are starting to figure out like, oh. <sighs> Denver Broncos beat the Los Angeles Chargers 24-7 as they moved to 7-6. Chargers couldn't get nothing going until that fourth quarter. Uh, once Justin Herbert got hurt in that second, it was downhill after that. Russell Wilson was cooking. Broncos got a good one on the went a good one on the road. Divisional game too. Mm. Chargers keep dipping.
Eagles and Cowboys. I kept reading Facebook posts. I kept seeing all the ESPN stuff. I kept seeing everything. I had to talk with my homeboy, and and we, and I've talked to people at my job. I said the Eagles are gonna come out. They're gonna play pissed off because they got smoked by the 49ers at home, right? They put they they, they watched them put up 42 on them. They said they ain't gonna happen again. It's Jalen Hurts and that defense and the running game. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. They not letting that happen again. Well. Well, well, Cowboys said, we're undefeated at home, though. Ain't nobody's beating us. Bad team, good team, they don't beat us. So Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles 33-13. 7-0 at home now. And now the division leader over the Eagles. That's not good. Eagles were carrying, and they were... They were at the top of that NFC for so long. Niners have caught them. Cowboys have caught them. This is a problem. I've said it early in the season. I've said it to people. I said the weakness of that Eagles team is their secondary. The front four, the front seven, don't get pressure. The corners feel like they're on an island by themselves. And you're missing guys in that secondary that's hurt. Uh, Safety-wise, now you're forcing Darius Slay and um, what was the other guy named? Darius Slay and Bradbury, James Bradbury. You leave them on islands where they're not really. They're zone corners. They're not press corners. They're good. Um, they're not good. Staying. Like they're good, like as far as like if you if you're not paying attention, like they might be leaking somewhere and they might just be like, all right, you might be going here. Oh, you gonna go here? Oh, cool, I can break on this and I'm gonna get a pick or a pass breakup. They're those type of corners. Last night, Dak was exposing that secondary heavy. He was attacking. He was hot last night. Twenty four, thirty nine, twenty seventy one yards, nine point nine yards a pass. Two touchdowns, three sacks, 67.6 QBR, a 99.4 passer rate. Um, Cowboys are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Aside from the 49ers, Dolphins, Ravens. Those are the four teams that are hot right now. If you're looking at teams that's really trying to make Make a statement like, hey, we're, we we remember that it was Eagles and Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. That's cool. They dominated. They did what they were supposed to do. Guard is starting to change. Dolphins win tonight. They're 10-3. They're two games up. They'll be two games up on the Chiefs. Cowboys win. Now they're technically, they won the tiebreaker over the Eagles. They're the division leaders. So now the Eagles can't mess up no more. They can't lose no more. Even though now they've gone through that gauntlet, like I've said with the Bills, they went through that gauntlet. They had to fight the bad, the hard, the crazy amount of tough teams. Like, you go back as far as the playing the Jets. They played the Dolphins after that. They played the, four, the Commanders and the Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. That's a gauntlet of teams that they had to fight through. And they were on, and they won five out of eight. 
So it's not bad. Now, if they would have lost every game, ah. But they were 5-8, and eight, so it's straight. It's just a question of, does, is this going to keep happening? Now, I don't see it happening against the Seahawks um, on Monday night when they play them. Even though they're going to be on the road, so it can probably be muggy out there, raining. Got the 12th man and stuff. Um, Geno should be playing since he didn't play yesterday. How do the Eagles now rebound? Because now that you lost to the 49ers the way you did, and now you lost to the Cowboys on the road, how do you recover yourself to the point you just be like, no, 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 we still good. You have to make a statement against the Seahawks. On the road, you have to. This game can't be close. You have to set the statement. Even though you've done it the majority of the season, you did beat some good teams, real good teams, legit teams. The Eagles are a legit team. It's just, you got smacked the last two weeks. You've given up 75 points. You only put up 32. Now, do I have, am I worried about them? Not really. Because once they beat the Seahawks, they'll be 11. They got the Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Dub, 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 dubs. That could be four straight Ws. That means they'll be, what's that, four wins? They'll be 14 and three. They could probably, still, they could reclaim it on one seed and easily. Easily. But they got to fix some of their offensive issues. Jalen got to be healthy. The corners got to get it together. See, now the Cowboys got that gauntlet. They got to play the Bills on the road, Dolphins on the road, Lions at home, then the Commanders on the road. So they got, like, tough, tough games they have to finish if they're either going to be the one seed or lead the NFCs, or they're just going to drop back down to the number five seed. Tough, tough games. Do I see them winning every game? I don't know. The Bills one is tricky now because – the Bills is like, hey, we just beat, we just got that dub against them at the Chiefs. <laughs> we not losing. Mm-mm. We'll see how that goes. Tonight, we got two games. The doubleheader. We got the Tennessee Titans and the Miami Dolphins and the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants. The Packers and Giants game. This is for the Packers. They need this win. They need no slip ups, no mess ups. They need this game. Jordan Love. He's been balling this season, 2,866 yards, 22 touchdowns, 10 INTs. He needs to have a stellar performance as they play this Giants team. That's kind of, oh, no, they kind of woken up a little bit, and they want some uh, decent games and stuff. But Jordan Love got to show up tonight. Jordan Love and that defense have to wake up. Do what you did against the Lions. Do what you did the last couple weeks. Do what you did against the Chiefs. Handle business. Just come out there. No, Don't come out there thinking you're going to play down to your competition. No, play above your competition. Win this game. It's very important for them. Dolphins and the Titans. Well, ain't much to speak about for the Titans, you know. Well, Levinson's playing. We wish it was Ryan Tannehill, former Miami Dolphin. Uh, they're 0-6 on the road. That's a glaring hole, you know. That's like one of those, like, red flags. You'd be like, ugh. I ain't even one on the road yet. Damn. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Right now, Devon Holland and Tron Armstead are questionable. Um, No Robert Hunt. He's out for tonight. 
Um, Jerome Baker and Chris Brooks are both on the IR. Dolphins are looking to carry on a win streak. They're trying to be, win four straight now. As I, Like I said, they win five straight, they'll be at 11 wins. But the Bills right behind them. And, you know, they fight for the number one seed. Will Levis is going to have a tough one ahead of them. They're going to bring heavy pass rush. Andrew Van Ginkle, Emmanuel Ogba, Bradley Chubb, Kristen Wilkins, Zach Seiler. Um, they're going to bring the heat. And then you got to think, it's going to be D-Hop versus Jalen Ramsey or D-Hop versus Xavier Howard. How is he going to get open? How What is he going to attack then? Dolphins are going to come out. They're going to know it's the spotlights on them. They they know for a fact they're watching Tua. And they're like, what are you going to do tonight, Tua? You're going to put up about 250 tonight? You're, going to, you're not going to make no mistakes tonight, right? 24 touchdowns, 10 picks, 3,457 yards? Tua is, a, Tua is like a walk-in like completion percentage. He's Drew Brees right now. He is Drew Brees. The last two years, he's been playing like Drew Brees. We call him like he's playing very calculated. He's trying to break your defense down to the point that you're not going to know where he's going. You might think he's trying to always feed it to Tyreek, and then he go find somebody else. Who's guarding Tyreek tonight? Like, serious. 93 receptions, 1,481 yards, 12 touchdowns. You don't think he's going to try to go for over 100 tonight, at least be at 1,600 yards? 519 to 2000. Dolphins buy a lot tonight. Tonight, I can see them at least putting up 31. Titans are going to be struggling. Um, the running game, like the Dolphins don't give up much as far as running. They really don't. Um, they don't let guys just come in there and just run through them. Like they're still, right now, they're first in passing yards, second in rushing yards, second in points. Per game, 20th in points given up. But the number is starting to drop because that defense has been waking it up. You look at their last three games, they're giving up 13 to the Raiders, 13 to the Jets, 15 to the Commanders. Even giving up just 21 to the Chiefs, they gave 17 to the uh, Patriots. But, yeah, they did give up, like, 31 to the Eagles, but then 21. So they don't give up tons of points. Like, the Chargers... Uh, the Chargers, Bills, and the Eagles were the only teams that really put up over 25 or more. Titans has got to survive tonight. I don't see that happen. My opinion. But, I got Dolphins and Packers tonight. But I appreciate everyone checking out the episode. I appreciate everyone that's been tuning in. I need more people following and subscribing and, and things. Uh, yeah, man, 48th episode. Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. To check out the podcast. Uh, Facebook like pages, Dubs in the Building. TikTok, Dubs and Boom 24, Snapchat, Young Dubs 26. Check me out, man. I'm going to come back tomorrow and talk about them two Monday night games. But you know what I'm going to be thinking going forward, seeding-wise, I'm going to talk NBA. So y'all have yourself a good rest of your day.
Enjoy the weather somewhat. And um, I'm gone. Peace.